Hey podcast listeners, uh, just sort of winging this, so I hope that's okay, I apologise if the audio levels are a bit off, but yeah, it's E3, obviously, it's kicking off, mainly kicking off the next few days, uh, but there is the EA press conference today, probably the least important press conference, maybe Ubisoft is less important, but I just figured, you know, for once, try and cover E3 in a live way, so I'm just going to be watching the press conference and reacting to it. Uh, I don't think I'll be speaking the entire time, because when you watch something to pay attention, like an E3 press conference, then you, you pay fucking attention. But hopefully there'll be something interesting in there. I don't know. Like I mean, I haven't recorded this yet. It's 10 to 7. The EA press conference starts at 7. This might be boring as hell, and you might never want to hear it ever again. And we might only do this the once, who knows? But why not fucking give it a try? Yeah? So, EA. Um, EA obviously get a bad rap. No, the worst rap of uh, any company in the world. But you know, I, I don't mind EA personally. They've never fucked me over. They make Battlefield games. I tend to like those games. Mass Effect games. I fucking love the Mass Effect games. Even um, what's it fucking called? The last Mass Effect game. I want to say it's called Odyssey, but I know it's um, yeah, that latest Mass Effect that everyone fucking hated, I really, really enjoyed. So, yeah, the, the stuff I'm looking forward to about yeah, they always have the sports bit, which I'm like, eh. Um, but the sports games are always, seemingly, I don't play them, always a pretty high quality, so... You know, EA, EA do a lot right, and I'm not going into this thinking, huh, going to be this snarky towards EA. Although last year... Wasn't it EA that had like the YouTubers and that guy like completely fucked his lines up? Yes, I think it was. Okay, so we might be in for some weirdness. Because EA, EA do what they think is hip at the moment. So I don't know what that'll be. They probably just will get a bunch of fucking streamers up again. Thinking that's cool. Ooh, that's a tough one. Either way, I'm looking forward to it. It's the first press conference of E3. The uh, main stuff starts tomorrow, I believe. Tomorrow is like Ubisoft and stuff. I'm going to look it up uh, because there's nothing more entertaining than somebody reading stuff. Uh, okay, so tomorrow is Microsoft, Bethesda. So those are pretty big ones for me anyway. Um, He's like, I love playing games because, you know, I like the job. Yeah, so Bethesda is half two in the morning. I will be watching that live anyway, so I might as well record myself doing some shit. Um, then Monday is Square Enix, Ubisoft, and the PC Gaming Show. Then 2 a.m. Monday night is uh, Sony's. And then Nintendo's is 5 p.m. Thank you. Uh, on thank you. the Tuesday, so that one I'm not going to be able to do live. That one, because I'll be in work till like half four, probably. I could probably leave at four. Well, because Nintendo's is such a weird thing anyway, I think that'll be fine. Like I'll just get home and watch it, because it's not like live, it's like a pre-recorded thing they release, isn't it? So yeah, expect EA now, you're listening to, then tomorrow, it's Microsoft and Bethesda. 
the day after is Square Enix, Ubisoft, and the PC gaming show. And then the day after that is Sony. No, Sony's fucking hell. Okay. Bear with. Monday is Square Enix, Ubisoft, the PC gaming show, which I don't think anyone ever will watch, and Sony. And then the day after that, which is Tuesday, is Nintendo. So expect reactions to all those press conferences, I guess. I uh, I might be able to get someone else on with me. God knows I'm not the most entertaining person in the world, or even on the podcast. But I'll do the best I can. Uh, like I said at the start, I apologise if the levels aren't perfect. Um, right now it's playing some trailer for The Sims. The press conference starts in a little over five minutes. Um, so hopefully... I'm louder than all this talking on a fucking carpet or whatever they're doing. Uh, now I'm going to stop it and I'm going to restart when the press conference is about to begin. Alright folks, looking like we're about to start. Got about 10 seconds left. Got to get this a good volume where I can hear it clearly but it won't make it so I can't hear myself because then I'm just going to end up stuttering. Sizzle reel to start. Just the hits so far. Sims, Battlefield, FIFA, Madden. Star Wars stuff, right. Okay. Anthem, yes, okay. I forgot to mention that earlier. Obviously, really looking forward to seeing what Anthem is. like in the uh oh my gosh how cool is that so that was anthem we're Coming out of the screen and shit. a little bit later in the show but welcome everybody to ea play i'm andrea renee and while you might recognize me from the gaming community i'm kind of a new face around here so this year ea wanted to change things up because they know that i'm both a gamer and a fan so they invited me to come and host the show and i think this year is going to be a lot of fun you guys i hope you're ready we're about to kick the press conference uh, you off. You must be terrified if you're that, a gaming personality more than just the to show do an EA thing, watch. right? That, right behind these doors, there the shots of sellout, no matter if you do it for good reasons or not, are going to be It's a full three-day gaming festival deafening, where right? thousands of gamers can come and play games for free. Now, inside the theater here, there are hundreds <clears> of community members from all over the world who are going to be capturing, streaming, and getting from their Rob first impressions He said he would mutilate we're gonna kick things off with a look at Battlefield 5 multiplayer. Now, okay, Battlefield 5. Yes. The first look. Yeah, we can clap it up. I want to see. Month, but we've got uh, some new stuff to show you today. If this that looks more compelling than that trailer, the trailer is like a um, scripted. Big news, you guys. Scripted Any set World pieces. Cup which, fans? Yeah. You guys excited? Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Then we've got two new indie games to share, and then I'm going to come cool. back towards the end of the show with some of my favorite developers to give you guys a nice, meaty look at Anthem. 
And of course, All right, yeah, we got the woos for Anthem. Probably I'm into more like it. Anthem. You want you want to do this with me? <laughs> well, wouldn't it be fun, you guys, if Leave I leave the banter out of it? Once, right? Move the camera away from this guy. Give him a break. He needs to just enjoy the show. So, without further ado, let's get things started. All right, Battlefield. Show me where you go. Battlefield Four, I think, was the last one I properly, properly loved. Battlefield. What's Battlefield? F no, this is Battlefield Five. I'm a fucking idiot. Okay, then yeah. <laughs> but Battlefield Four was fucking mint. Loved Battlefield Four. Oh, apologies. I'm drinking while this is not a, not a beer. Obviously, I don't drink beer. Just to keep my throat sort of going. And well, am I? I think I'm gonna have some. Right, chocolate. it's time to kick this thing off. It's been two weeks since we reeled a Battlefield 5. And you know what? It's been exciting, it's been a lot of speculation, and so many brilliant remixes of a reveal trailer. But there's also been lots and lots of questions from the community. And we've heard you, the you want to see this? more gameplay innovation. Yes. You want to know how customization actually works. We want to know more about You just said they were listening the to the community you wanted to hear more about so gameplay. We'll show you more gameplay. Show me gameplay. Don't just stand out here chatting. The deepest and most immersive battlefield yet. It certainly is. You will be able to dive and <laughs> show smash gameplay. through windows. To hey, I guess I'm looking at enemies. gameplay. Where previously well, defenses were stationary. You will now be able to move these weapons around on the battlefield and gain advantages. That's cool. And our renowned destruction Reasonable system is back and more oh. impactful than ever. I love the destruction so, in Battlefield. Well, you can't really hide from those pesky tanks anymore as they come chasing you for you, as they rip through those buildings. And you will now be that able to cool. customize your soldiers, your vehicles, and your weapons, not only for the gameplay, but for the looks, as part of our portrayal of the Second World War. And oh, yeah. that's just the tip of the iceberg in Battlefield 5. You're going to see a lot more of our new gameplay systems here at EA Play from our community. So let's talk about our single player in War Stories. Yes, let's what? do that. So we want to tell you. Just you said you were going to talk about multiplayer. Untold the stories that got us excited to start with on this game. It's about what you will see is really those. Maybe I'm just impatient. Human heroism. Maybe I just. It I would love witnessing. Show a gameplay thing to start. The the Have the applause, and then these real guys come out and start going more in depth about it. Instead of going in depth before you've even we shown the, the shit kicking off. Exclusive look at uh, the Nordlys War Story over at the Xbox briefing tomorrow. <clears throat> Thanks, Lasse. Something not to miss tomorrow. So our launching October is just the beginning. You will all October. go on an expanding journey through the Second World said. War. No loot boxes. Wait. No premium pass. You don't. <laughs> don't wait for an applause break there. These EA were the ones. Every day. We'll bring something new, and as part of that journey, after launch, you'll get something I know a lot of you have been asking for. Battlefield mm -hmm. Six. It's Royale. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> It's I mean, oh Royale yes. Reimagined for I like Battlefield gameplay, so we but bring those pillars of oh no, it's coming true. Team play, vehicles into this new experience. So we will bring you experience that you haven't played before in Battlefield or anywhere like else. Check everything's recorded but properly. 
More about that later this year. Oh, thank God. So with that, <laughs> it's time to show you what thank makes you. Show me. so special. It's the unmatched intensity of our multiplayer sandbox, and this time, it's even more epic. Fighting across multiple maps and modes. Welcome hmm. to your next Battlefield experience, and this is your first look at Ground Operations. And this time, even featuring music. Jumping from planes so hot right now. What's so great about Battlefield is like trailers that show this kind of stuff. Normally, most games you're like, oh, that, that never actually happened that way. Because Battlefield's just such a huge dynamic environment to do multiplayer, you get those moments all the time. I think it comes across really well in a trailer. That was a bad trailer though. That was just a regular lame trailer. At least for Battlefield 1 they had like live gameplay last year, yeah, they had like all those celebrities playing or whatever the fuck it was. I mean that might come later but I, I was hoping to like watch a co-op version of a match, something like that would have been cool. FIFA's not my jam, it's Rob's jam. I basically hinted to Rob that, yeah maybe we should do a podcast, maybe we should get on Skype but... Maybe, maybe for the other ones. Well, <clears throat> so yeah, I can't really talk too much about FIFA. I the most interesting thing about FIFA is what are they gonna do about no loot boxes? Because all of a team is like it's like a money press for them. It creates money just by existing. Battlefield kind of hinted at no loot boxes as well by kind of implying they were gonna do like a daily bonus type thing? If I had to guess, it will probably be tied to the Battle Royale mode and do it like a PUBG slash Fortnite way where you know you just earn the crates by playing the game. That would be the smartest way for me. That's the cue I think they should be taking from Battle Royale is the progression. Like In PUBG for example, it's not, not good now because you have to buy keys which is fucked. Um, but it used to be you would win games, if you weren't enough you could get a crate, and in that crate was a guaranteed uh, thing that would, you'd be able to equip to your character. So it would be, you know, you got a hat, put a hat on your character, you got a jacket, 
Or you got like some jeans, and then that would look sick. That's the UEFA Champions League. I think that's the kind the of thing Battlefield of club football. and other games should be cribbing from those Battle Royale games. Not necessarily game just gamers want 100 race. people jumping out of a plane. Biggest league I'm speaking over FIFA, I apologize. And a special thanks to the legendary Hans Zimmer and LA's own Vince Staples for collaborating with us on the trailer. And I really love the trailer because it captures our epic vision for how the Champions League comes to life in FIFA oh. 19. And Rob's texting that FIFA getting the Champions League the is actually Champions a huge League deal. It's an amazing addition for the game. It's where football's biggest heroes like Ronaldo and Neymar clash every year. And it's the place where champions rise. And you've been hmm. asking for this for a long time. Wow, okay. This is a big deal. That it's here. And that's why I didn't even clock on that that's the what Champions they were talking League about. Across the game. There'll be an authentic Champions League tournament mode. Your club will chase this trophy in career mode. Alex Hunter will pursue Champions League glory in your story mode, the journey. And in FIFA Ultimate Team, there'll be live and authentic oh, Champions League She said Ultimate Team. And we'll share more details on that along with all our other oh. features later this summer. Right, okay. Later and all that's summer. just the beginning. As you know, the heart and soul of FIFA is gameplay. And this year, we're giving you the tools to control the pitch in every moment, from your tactical approach to the map <laughs> to each technical. Touch. This year, last year was garbage, guys. But this year, we how figured it out. You are about gameplay, so we've worked hard to shape and refine our vision for FIFA 19 with input from our community, from hands-on tests with beginners to. To be fair, I'm being a little bit snarky because I just don't give that. Bigger shit about FIFA, but any time I've played it, it's always felt quite right nice. It's a fun game to watch your friends play against each other as well. I so think consistently do a great job with FIFA, it seems like. It's one of those things about EA, man. People badmouth them, but then it's like, yeah, Battlefield 5's looking pretty good. Here's a FIFA thing, you know, FIFA games are good every year. Looking forward to Anthem, are you? Here's some indie games, and it's like, ah. I'm supposed to hate you. Why are you showing not bad stuff? You know, growing up, I think that might be the actual Champions League trophy as well. The way he's talking about it, which is and for your club, actually kind of awesome. The pursuit of Champions League glory, but for your country, it's this trophy, the World Cup. I know that one because I'm British, and we see that. For the world to compete for it in FIFA 18. As you can imagine, all of us on the FIFA team can't wait for the start of the World Cup. And we want to celebrate with FIFA 18 players, which is why we just updated really the game on my with bed. a free World Cup experience <sighs> on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PS, PC, and Nintendo Switch. <laughs> but you can take Ronaldo and Portugal to their first World Cup victory. Or you can write your own story with some great nations who didn't qualify this year. Or you can make a crazy dream a reality for your home country like mine, Iceland. Who would have thought that a nation of only 350,000 people would ever qualify? And you okay. can feel Rob's their excitement. Oh, he says Pro Evo had it for years, the Champions League, and now FIFA's got it. Okay, I see why they would put this so high up the press conference bit then, yeah, that's good for them. Again, they've been making a really good football game for years, so... players are loving the World Cup experience so far. 
But we don't want to stop there. We want to invite everyone to come and join the celebration. So I'm pleased to announce that for a limited time, FIFA 18 complete with the entire World Cup experience is available for a free trial on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and on PC through Origin Access. Yeah, you can download and play the entire game right now for free. Oh, nice. Yeah. So to kick off the trial, we've got some of the world's biggest creators. We're going to be playing live at the end of the show, representing their nations in a little mini World Cup tournament. And this summer will bring so much more for FIFA fans. Plenty of FIFA 18 content centered around the World Cup, and we'll bring you all the details on FIFA 19. But in the meantime, let's all enjoy the World Cup. Thank you, and Auf Ravistan! That's cool. They had a woman from Iceland there. Factored it into the thing. They're doing a really good job of, because I guess it really is the case, that if you want to play a football game, you have to get FIFA. They have the World Cup, they now have the Champions League. Like, what's, what have Pro Evo got if they don't have those two things? You know, why would you buy Pro Evo when the other game has those, has those fuckers? Bringing the Champions oh, League Wilson, and the he looks like a, and so much other great like a lazy town bad guy. We can't wait for you to experience it all. Um, we've got so much to do here today, but I want to welcome you to EA Play. It's our third EA Play and our second one in Hollywood, and we couldn't. I always wonder what I would wear if I was on stage. He's just wearing like all the games that we have to show white T-shirt underneath, and then like a do, blue jumper, a plain blue jumper. Just a couple of things. The greatest disruption to the consumption of I'd entertainment media in the last five years is the combination of streaming plus subscription. Samurai Jack As consumers, watching movies, watching TV, listening to music, reading books has never been easier. And we believe that disruption is going to be a pro have a profound impact on our industry in the next few years. And so over the last couple of weeks, you will have seen that we announced a new team from Israel has joined Electronic Arts to help our investment to extend our thinking and extend our pioneering into this cloud gaming world. Well, we're playing FIFA on a phone. For many people, that's going to mean extending the experiences they already play on our partner platforms. For others, it's going to mean new games and new modalities of play across a whole variety of platforms. But for everyone, it's going like to mean Bennett playing games anywhere, anytime. Oh, maybe so this week, we've got a tech demo running. Um, all of our games streaming in HD from the cloud huh. to multiple devices that you'll be able to try out for yourselves. Now, it's not quite ready for full market prime time yet, but it is a promise of what we hope to bring you in the future. The second part of that, of course, is hmm. subscription. And we started subscription a number of years ago, and many millions of you have signed up and experienced the joy of being able to have full access to a great catalog of games. Today, That's true. we're announcing yeah, we're Origin on Access Premiere. So three things you need to know about it. Origin Access Premiere will bring you all of our new PC games, starting with Madden NFL, back on the PC for the first time in over a decade. Awesome. <laughs> Now I can actually play it. Then FIFA 19, Battlefield 5, and of course Anthem. And there'll mm -hmm. be many more titles in the years to come. 
Second, you get access to the vault, our library of over a hundred games from EA and other publishers. Okay. And third, it will launch later this summer. All right. That's a little later in the year, but if you want to get started right now and experience the benefits and joys of subscription, come in and play a free trial of Origin Access, our base subscription, this weekend. Thank you and have a great show. Okay. She subscribed for a bit more money. Are you just play any games? Trailer for a subscription service. A bit weird, but. Okay. Inside, the best game of last year. Aspect Andromeda. Titanfall? Fuck, I never played Titanfall 2. They're going to announce a price. It seems like you can just play every single game that's on Origin included in this thing. Ah, it doesn't say. If that's hey like 20 everybody. quid a month. What's up? So I'm here sitting If Anthem's really good, if Battlefield's really good. If you want to play also Titanfall. here in the audience from That could be. Alright. What's going on, Vince? Worth a try for him. I'm feeling great. I if it takes it. off, then Most you've got amazing. a streaming service with I mean, a shitload of people on it. Someone's super excited about that man on PC, right? Start releasing yeah. little smaller indie games, keep people so, interested um, in paying. You guys may have seen Could that be pretty good uh, Vince was tweeting yesterday. And That's there has my been uncynical side. The, the cynical side so, would say uh, it's well, EA, so... Give me money for Sure. I mean, we're not ready to show all of our stuff yet. We're working on a bunch of stuff. It's amazing. The teams are kicking ass. But... We wanted to bring a little tidbit, so we've been working with Lucas on getting the name and kind of the setting for what our Star Wars game is going to be, and we're going to talk about it right now. Oh, okay. you guys got any guesses? I bet you the, the internet is going wild right now. I hope so. <laughs> so the Star Wars name is Jedi Fallen Order. Woo! Okay. So Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, so it kind of gives you some idea that you'll be playing a Jedi. <laughs> So, does that mean I get to, like, hold a lightsaber? Yes. <laughs> so, Vince, you got, a, you got anything else? Well, it takes place during the dark times. Trying to be a little vague here, but when the Jedis are being hunted, so it's going to be spectacular. So, for all the, like, the hardcore nerds out there who want to know, like, where in the timeline, like, which, really between which episodes is it? Segment. Between three and four. Okay. All right. Between three and four. That sounds like a nice time. You got it, uh, any other tidbits? No? It's not a nice time. It's a dark time. It's a dark time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fair play. Bad time. Does that mean it's going to just be all dark and serious? It's amazing. <laughs> all right, Vince. Fair all right. Play. So I think people are now anxiously want to know, like, what, when can we play the game? Uh, it will be holiday of next year, 2019, not this year. Uh, sorry to dash any hopes. <laughs> but now that we know, we've set expectations, we're all going to be amped Not up. Not even one of those things and, where they show uh, a camera we'll walking around an office. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe glance a lightsaber on a fucking computer well, screen. <laughs> no? It was great to see you. Thanks for stopping by the show today. Uh, we do have a little bit more news on Star Wars, so I'm going to toss it over to Dennis. Part from two. Okay. 
Hello there. My name is Dennis. I work at DICE in Stockholm on Star Wars Battlefront 2. I'm really happy and excited to be here today. So really? thank you so much for hanging out. You with should me be terrified, Paul. So we launched our game in November of last year. And Photo guys. We didn't get it quite right. So yeah, instead of coming out of the gate sprinting like we really wanted to, we had to take a step back and make Fixing. sure that we were delivering the game that our players really wanted. So we decided to completely overhaul our progression system and add a bunch of new character cosmetics for players to collect instead. So from there, we added a new hunt mode inspired by the original Battlefront games that I loved personally, starting with the Ewoks on Endor. And <laughs> thank you. Uh, we, um, it turned out to be by far the most popular update of the game, and the team loved building Ewok Hunt. So, as what? you might know, we're currently <laughs> can't say that. in our Han Solo season with say. content from the movie coming next week. It's headlined by the new planet Kessel, a really dangerous place, and it features Star the return of one of our favorite modes, Such extraction. a shame nowadays. So looking me. forward a little bit, this summer we will be hmm. introducing a new squad system to the game, which will allow you to team up much easier and play with your friends. That wasn't already also in there. Adding a new Starfighter Fuck. mode focused around dogfighting with your hero ships. And looking ahead a little bit more, we will also be delivering a new large scale multiplayer sandbox experience focused around capturing command posts and attacking and taking out capital ships. But that's not all. We know that you have been asking for new heroes, villains, and planets from a certain era that features a very iconic Star Wars conflict. So I'm excited to confirm that Battlefront 2 this year will be going deep into the Clone Wars. Give me grievous. It's only fitting already, already that we did. begin I'm on the cool. planet Geonosis, featuring multiple levels including the largest level we have ever built for Battlefront. So let's talk about the heroes and villains. First, let me introduce... Oh! The most powerful droid... <laughs> the he leader of the most either. powerful droid army in the galaxy, General Grievous. And yes, he will be going up against my own personal favorite, Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. Finally making his debut in Battlefront after all these years. So, but we're, we're, we're not done. That's not see it. Which will not come alone. Joining them is the Dark Lord and leader of the Separatist Alliance, Count Dooku, as well as someone to bring balance to the Force, Obi-Wan's unruly Padawan, Anakin Skywalker. The team at home is extremely excited to be building all of these cool things. EA and DICE are committed to Battlefront. We had a rough start, but I really think that sounded. this game has a bright future. Thank you very much for playing the game, providing us with your feedback, talking to us. Together, we will make this the greatest game that we can possibly build. There would be no Battlefront without you. So thank you, may the force be with you, and enjoy the rest of E3. Battlef Thanks. Not Battlefront, sorry. In Star Wars, it's just been ruined for me by Force Awakens, I think. Such a shame.
Oh, it's that fucking yarn fellow. Raffle? Was it? Oh, makes sense. <clears throat> Hi. It's, Hello. It's really good to see you. Uh, in Unravel, we Don't use raffle, yarn to symbolize love and the bonds between people. In our new game, we, we tear that bond up right at the start. You lose everything, including your spark. But when things are at their darkest, you find hope. And you form a new bond. And your spark is rekindled, and it leads you off on an adventure. Huh. So welcome to Unravel 2. Ah, that's clever. It's a game about fresh starts and second chances. These two little souls who refuse to give up and who build something new and beautiful together. And the whole game is inspired by that spirit of optimism and togetherness. You see, it's all made to be played with two characters. You can play it alone, or you can play it in co-op with a friend, but there's always two characters there, sharing one yarn and working together to get through this adventure. This game, it's quite different from the first. It's, it's both friendlier and more challenging, but above all, it's a lot more playful. And, and we think it's a worthy successor. And I want to show it to you now. So I, I brought some help. Uh, so please m welcome Michael to the stage. Hi, Michael. So a producer at Coldwood. <coughs> and we're going to try to show you a little bit of what I'm talking about. The, um, about the graphics looking the in, in co -op with bad yourself, for the trailer for the first one. That's harsh, but like the red on the yarn seems like oh. There we are. Oh, that looks. I guess it's not finished or anything, is it? So when you're playing it by yourself, you can essentially pick up the other character and carry them along through the more fast-paced segments of the game. And we actually tried to include a bit more of those because. We figured that since it's a co-op game, we wanted to have more like thrill and danger and oh, kind of wild moments. Uh, places that were like fun and exciting. I think the problem with this is just so inconsequential. And then when you get it's to a little yarn man running away from a like turkey, like how can anyone give a shit split about apart this? Two and switch back and forth between the two characters, because that's how we've essentially designed all the problems and puzzles of the game. That you're always working together and helping each other out and utilizing this bond between you to overcome any obstacle that you come across. Hmm. So I guess I'll I'll, I'll jump in at this. Yeah, come on. This co-op gameplay looks. 
So, so okay. Uh, I'm gonna be the red, red one. Okay. You'll be the blue one. I'll be blue. A little celebra celebratory flip there. And the bird is back. Oops. Barely, it barely looks now. like they're even Lost in control. Lane. Everything's just so floaty. It reminds me a bit of a little big planet and it's like you. weird floatiness, not just because they're made of like fabric or whatever. Can I swing now? Okay, you go ahead. Oh. Okay, this is the scary part. Let's see if we can do it. Oh, why would they put Try this it? in a trailer? Oh, very nice. <laughs> also, this oh, bird could faster. well fucking have him. This is a very, very well empty threat. Well done. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll go up and distract the grouse. You can, I'll sneak up here. Oh, it's a grouse. That's very... That grouse could easily... It could just jump here. and grab it. Yeah. It could stretch its neck yeah. ever so slightly and grab it. Now it. I'll go. It's that kind of shit right. that's already ruined this I'll game go. for me. Maybe that makes me a cunt, which is fine. But I'm, I can't be the only one, right? Now we can breathe again. Yeah, finally. Or can we? <laughs> So that's a, that's a quick little look at uh, Unravel 2. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I really hope you like it. And uh, before I go, I just want to send some, some love to the team back home because working on this game has been an, a, a completely amazing team effort in so many levels, and everybody has worked so hard. So. There, there's a bunch of us from Coldwood here, and, and thank you to those, and thank you to everybody back home, and thank you. Love you. That is an adorable man, but at the same time, that game doesn't look... doesn't look great. Another trailer for it. Check I'm still recording. Yes, Showing like a pixel perfect jumping puddles is the way to sell this game. It looks fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. Thank you, Martin. It's just and little, the little nails here and there where you're like, really These guys have sure. done an amazing job, and it's clear 
Oh, this is the guy whose head's too small. And I can't personally wait to play Unravel 2 with my kids. What's his name? But what's even more amazing is that we will make Unravel 2 available to everyone today. Yep. Oh! You heard that right. You'll be able to take these two Yarnies on their next big adventure starting today. The game is finished, it's out. That's awesome. I love when shit like that happens. So thanks How you grab headlines as well. Team at Back in 2015, we started on this journey with the original Unravel to seek out the most creative, independent developers and bring them into our EA Originals program. It's been our way of helping these creators bring their unique games to the world and to tell their stories. And last year, if you remember, Joseph Fares was up here on stage representing his uh, team no way out, yeah, yeah. and the way out. No, our way out. And I think we all kind of remember that. Um, and you might even remember him from the Game Awards as well. I think I did. Anyhow, <laughs> in March, that game caught fire. It's, it was in it, it's innovative, it's fun, and it's something fresh and new, and you all loved it. We saw mm. over two million players in the first two weeks. And A Way Out is such a huge success that Joseph and his team are expanding and moving into a new studio. So stories like this drive our industry, and it's why we will continue to work with independent developers to help them realize their dreams. Which leads us to our next EA Originals title, from a little game studio in Berlin called Joe My Games. When I met this team and I saw the game, I was instantly drawn to how personal this story was. It's one that tower carries a very powerful and important message, and it's unlike anything we have ever done. So please welcome Connie Gepper to the stage from Joe My Games to tell you more about Sea of Solitude. Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> Speak. I still remember um, during the pitch how enthusiastic Patrick was, and that afterwards, like our whole team, including me, were super excited. It actually feels a little bit the same right now. <laughs> I'm pretty excited, maybe a little too excited. <sighs> Come with it. Thank you. Uh, we are Yomai, uh, a small indie game studio from Berlin, and we are developing Sea of Solitude, or SOS as we call it. The whole journey from the very first concept to actually becoming I'm a gonna, part of EA. While this woman's original, talking, I hope I don't break anything. I'm going to click on Origin. Let me tell you more see about if, uh, our game. See if Unravel 2 is actually out right now. When humans get too lonely, they turn into monsters. This is at the core of everything you would see, hear, and hopefully feel while playing SOS. What makes this underlying concept so important and so unique is that nearly Every human being can at least somehow relate to or remember the feeling of being lonely. In my case, I started writing the story when I felt the loneliest in my life. I think I only see artist, Unravel One on the origin store right now. You process your emotional world by letting it oh, well. out uh, and putting it into your art. Um, you I said today. You didn't say right now. I suppose. How? What did he like say? The concept seems right. to just float out of me, like uh, right into the hand and onto the paper. I think. This is also why so many people can instantly connect with the game. 
because it's not a made-up story, even though that it takes place in a fantastic setting. In SOS, we try to show how people experience different kinds of loneliness, but also how outsiders, friends, and family see those who struggle. We achieve all this in playful ways, so that players who want to simply enjoy a fantastic experience can do so. But player who wants to look a bit deeper can reveal a whole emotional world beneath it all. Sea of Solitude is about a young woman named Kay who is suffering from such strong loneliness that her inner feeling, the darkness, the anger, the hopelessness, worthlessness, turns to the outside and she becomes a monster. The game is about finding out why this happened to her, oh, but God also love. how to turn her back into a human. I understand, but Ultimately, the goal is to bring all those emotions into balance. Some need to become bigger, some would be better off a little smaller, but to embrace even your destructive part or your self-doubt in the same way you embrace your joy or your hope. This is what being human I is I know she about. said balance, and that's but I heard balance. Is all about. And that was Thank really you. good. Bring them all into balance. Is this real? Oh, whew. <laughs> this world it looks pretty. Is empty and cold. Not hugely original art style, loneliness but... Cuts me and tortures my oh, soul. Jesus Christ. I'm no child of destiny and no fortune son. I've just chased you so long now. I'm too weak to run. A new day is here, but nothing is new. Alone in my room, I tremble for you. Hmm. Okay. I don't think it needed 10 minutes of rambling beforehand though. Yeah, I'm the one. That's the kind of little trailer you should pepper in with a bunch of other stuff. We can set you down and we can put you on an oh well. Crossover. Gather. NBA. Ah, I've never ever been able to appreciate basketball. Be ready. Because we're coming at you with the squad. Say it how you want. Trust the process, run as one, call next, or be the answer, as long as you hold your court. Just remember though, wherever you call home, whatever you're fit, or however you ball, you're on my court. And this is my squad. Looked like I had a pretty extensive choice of trainers. That's what I got out of that trailer. My name's Shay Kivlin, aka Young Kiv. I'm from Seattle, Washington. The only goal of mine is really to win the Madden Belt. 
Kim's been going after that belt since 2016. At some point, he's going to need to get out of this quarterfinal and claim a major. It's a big night for young Kiv. He's been stuck at the quarterfinals. And here he is. I always feel like I would like to get into Madden because I enjoy American football when I watch it. But... That was a phenomenal I don't know, the gameplay never seems never seems like what I would want. I hate losing way more than I love winning. Oh, we have an incredible matchup. It's a rematch. Touchdown, Kev! He throws it high! And young Kev is going to be your champion. Can I play you again? You want to get smacked again on TV? I think stuff like this is always cool. <laughs> oh, this is less cool. Don't bring the people out. Yeah, how you doing? I've been good. He's got recovered from that butt whooping. Championship belt. Wow. They're giving each other fake smack talk. Which is horrible. I'm Juju Smith Schuster from the Pittsburgh Southerners. Um, as you guys can see, king of touchdown celebrations. That's pretty fire. I like that a lot. Um, as you guys know, this is Young Kid, Madden 18, Madden champion. Like, give it up for Young Kid, y'all. Give it up. <laughs> young Kid, how has it been? You know, your success and your path, you know, to where you're at. I think the most I get exposed to Madden is uh, up, up, down, down. Uh, uh, Xavier Woods' school, YouTube channel, he's a wrestler. So then I picked up but they Madden, do Madden first, tournaments really bad, sometimes between all the wrestlers. Online, but I kept at it. I, I think that's the most I ever get to watch Madden. Eventually I made my first tournament, but I had a big decision. It was the same time well, as my graduation. No, they're putting it back on PC this year. Wow. So. Okay. Who so the key to be the number one player in Madden is to hurt your arm in baseball. <laughs> that's number one. Number two, you said you had the decision to, be to, uh, to go to your graduation or go to the tournament. So like, what did you do? I chased that money. I still got my diploma, but I chased that money. <laughs> there you go. We're out here chasing money. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, now the past two, you know, the past few years, how has it been for you? I know you had some ups and downs. It's been tough. I've had a lot of devastating losses. I've been so close so many times. I made the final on TV and got blown out by all those losses. It made me gain a lot of mental toughness, and that's why I got this belt. That's awesome. I, that belt is so amazing. There's a lot of, you know, bling on that belt for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, EA Play, you know, first look at the Madden 19 trailer. Super excited, it's gonna be so fun, it's lit. I honestly wish I could stay right here and talk to you guys forever, but I'm not gonna board you guys. We're gonna go out, I'm gonna try to take this belt, you know, round two, so we're out. Have a good day. worked your whole life to get to moments like these to the very top of the mountain you battle through the pain and failure all just to get to this place where you've been told legends are born <laughs> you fall so you can rise and you rise so that you can truly see. See that it was really never about reaching the end Ooh, of the road at all. See the sweat on his arms. But about all the moments that got you here.
to let the moment define you? I tried to look at this kind of trailer as like, if I was a fan of Madden, what would this be giving me that I didn't already have? I don't think there's anything... The graphics look about the same as the last one, right? So I'm not sure what was there. Oh shit, there's chairs down. No. Hello ladies and gentlemen, I'm Nathanius, professional shoutcaster, here oh, alongside fuck. Redwood Studios General Manager, Michael Martinez. No. How are you doing today? I'm super excited to be here. This yeah. esports. We're going to presentation a little bit differently and give you your first look at a brand new mobile game in a live, winner take all, head to head oh, match. God no. Michael, why don't you tell us the rules? Sure thing. The objective is straightforward. Destroy the opponent's base to win. Unit control, super simple. Just tap it, tap for destination, unit automatically moves there. The most efficient way to destroy the opponent's base is with this giant nuclear missile in the center of the map. Control the missile by standing on a majority of the control points. A bar fills up while the missile is possessed. Whoever controls the missile when the bar fills up will fire the missile. It takes two missiles to destroy the enemy's base the and fuck? win. That's it. Sounds great, Michael. Well, enough talking about it. Let's Let's get to this match. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have an awesome matchup lined up for you here today. Fighting for the blue side of the room. If you could please give a cheer for one of the most formidable RTS players there is. Make some noise for In Control. Oh shit, In Control. Yes. He's a StarCraft 2 pro. He turned caster, but... His opponent. Fighting for the red side of the room. He's gonna be a like no mobile gaming phenomenon. Oh, no. Please join me in welcoming to the stage Nick at Night. No idea who the fuck that is. Now, Mike, it's gonna be a real clash of these gaming styles yeah, and the competitive backgrounds that these players have. It should be a great totally. match. It really is. I can't wait. This is such a All right. Are the bad ready? way Let's, uh, get this thing of going. conveying this go. game for the first time. Let's do it. All right, let's kick this off. A uh, nice little strategy game for those yes. of you out there. It's a good for those of you out there, very excited for, this for those of you out there, what does that mean? That's the bullshit you say when you don't know what to fucking say. Fuck you, I hate you instantly. begins like any strategy game. Economy will be the focus. We have a harvester to start things off. Nothing too crazy yet. Nothing too crazy. Now the infantry is going to come out to hold that top point. Both players, of course, trying to take that position. Nick and Knight being able to reach it a little bit first in a strategy game. That flank position that in control is going for on the top side. Also very important as Nick and Knight's forces have to circle around the center. Right, let's see if he's able to create a two-on-one. Is he able to get there? Looks like he's getting there. Hmm. Here comes GDI with a... Uh, you would uh, hope in control would absolutely going for the dominate like this con. Seems out in control is like deploy them, will have a... Huge used to be a StarCraft pro. Of your forces and protecting oh that economy as well. Yep. Nick and Knight with some attack bikes in the top. There he is. In control, placing the turret on the top right side to help cover that rhino as the attack bikes move towards the northwest position. Okay. We can see that the missile is beginning to ready and firing that. That takes out half your base. The most important objective on the map is to hold those control zones. Right. And in control, making a lot of progress to that far right side of the match. He's done a great job of what can I say about this? There's two people playing a mobile game on an E3 stage. And as that economy ramps up, of course, we're seeing bigger, more powerful units come it's out. It's some random guy playing against a StarCraft pro. Right, absolutely. Again, those are going to tear through those infantry. 
Yeah, and in control brings out his first tank. That's going to be used to try and help push back these smaller forces as he makes his way to the south side. That missile passing halfway now. Oh, Gold zone, two okay. zones in control of Nick at night. He will have the missiles. We see it starts to point towards in control's base. Let's see if in control can get around to that top like, is corner. This, hold that missile. Is this does, okay? I don't Putting into the yellow position. Yeah, very important, of course, blocking the, the pathing of those units is another big factor for this strategy, holding those it's locations. like eSports isn't fun to watch if you don't know the game. Secure the northwest spot. Another tank's going to come out from Nick at Night to take it out, but now he's bringing out the Pitbull as well to help lock down that north position. This missile is very, very close to firing. Let's see what's going to happen. With another turret in control flanks, he takes the top, that missile, and that fires, fires. Off. Wow. And Nick at Night, what? one shot away from being knocked out here. Okay, so you only Just need to capture it as it's firing. Very heady artillery forces doing a great job at taking control of the map. Yep. It looks like in control is just making units and sending them. Like it's no, it's not making any massive decisions. It seems like the units are going to come out a bit more slowly as you get more of them on the field. But in control, just spreading his forces out, trying to hold Seems to be a little, a little bit advanced, was he? That guy's made like anti-tank infantry. And we see in control now moving his tank towards this another south. drill pod. We're seeing with some flame tanks. Yeah, bring in the flank. Of course, those flame guys do amazing damage to the infantry. Help to clean that out. Meanwhile, two more tanks coming out from Nick at Night to try and secure those positions. He brings up the laser infantry on the south side as well yeah. to deal with that tank. Going for counters, trying to scout out and see what your opponent is doing and make the proper <coughs> response is so important in strategy. Absolutely. Nick at Night cruising around, thinking about harassing those harvesters, coming around the far side for those rhinos. Looks like he's really pressing it. And we see that missile is starting to get close to firing wow, with this. three zones in control for Nick and Knight looking to set things back the other way. In control trying to rally his forces around. He doesn't want to engage with just one or two units. He wants to move all of them together, create a good flank position and take Inchor's over. That's big old unit, the first yeah. mech unit from in control. This is the Wolverine. Gonna rip and this is a watch out for this missile. And Nick and Knight fire that one off and settle all right. for Next missile is gonna end it. Next missile Which wins. Player. Let's see what happens. We'll have control. The yeah, control's gonna win. Out for in control coming out to try and deal with these forces, but uh, he's focused more on economy. It seems like. And now also harassing the economy. So of yes. Yep. Wow. Okay, we've got our first mammoth tank. That's why he's got gigantic it's units. And the guy has it. Can get this in position. He's gonna do some serious damage. That missile just passed halfway ready. He's also bringing out his first air unit. Wow. Deal with those. A lot going on here. It's got a lot of range that they've got. Oh, much going on. In control just needs to hold This missile fire. is nearly going to fire. It can That's be stolen at any point. Where is it going to go? Is he going to be able to get it off? He's got it, Max. There it is. He's going to take it. Defeating Nick at That right was legit. One. <laughs> that was that legit. Was <laughs> He said on an E3 stage while watching a mobile game. I just came to make mammoth tanks, so I've done my job. Absolutely. That was awesome. We saw a little bit of everything right there. Perfect. Let's hear it for Nathanius, Nick and Knight, and in control. Ladies and gentlemen, what you just saw was the worldwide conquer rival. What? Rivals reimagines the real-time strategy experience for mobile. We're giving players complete, continuous control of their armies. Why not quick, start with that? Then people will have given a shit. Fueled by skill and strategy. Now, Rivals will be coming to iOS and Android devices, but I'm excited to announce that Android players can play the pre-alpha today. Huh. So head to the Google I'm an Play Android Store, player. search Command & Conquer Rivals. The studio has been having an absolute blast playing this game. 
and we can't wait for you to play. Please let us know what you think. Of Thank course, you. since this, the name of this game got announced 25 seconds ago, there's probably already 80 games with that exact <laughs> title already on the Play Store. So, I don't know how much you want to uh, wanna go searching for that right now. Hey, 55 minutes, fucking hell, bro. You have filled a lot of time with not a lot of stuff. Command and conquer for a new generation. Now, before we close the show with a spectacular epic anthem, I wanted to share a few final things. I am blessed to be able to work with some of the most creative people on the planet who come to work every day to create amazing entertainment. And what I can say about all of those teams and what I can say about us is that we are always trying to learn and listen and strive to be better. And so, as you look at the 10 experiences that you're gonna to see today, and as you play games this week, there's some things we hope come through. First, that at the very core is choice, is that you as players get to choose how you play, what you play, when you play, and what devices you play on. That in making those choices, you feel you are treated fairly. That no one is given an unfair advantage or disadvantage for how they choose to play that for every moment that you invest, we know that you put so much of your life into the games we make, and that for every moment that you invest, you feel like you are rewarded and you are given value for that investment. And most importantly, that the games are fun, that we move past the grind, and that these are experiences that truly enhance your lives. And so, as we think through all the things that we're trying to do, know that we want to be better, and that we want to make great games. And that as much as we love making games, and as much as you love playing them, there's something that is even greater that we can do together. The power of this community when we come together to do amazing things is profound. Last weekend was the third year of our Play to Give program, where we show the world how the power of play can be a positive force for social impact. Millions of you out there participated in nine in-game challenges in our games, logging millions of hours in support of Play to Give. And to celebrate that, we contributed a total of $1 million to three charities that share our vision for a more inclusive world. A world where representation and equality are not something we strive for. That's pro right there. They are the standards. He knows a little bit of applause and and won't be picked up that well by the microphone, threat. so we didn't stop talking. These three organizations, a pro. the United Nations, He For She, Pace's National Bullying Prevention Center, and Ditch the Label, an anti-bullying organization, all are doing great work, and we're proud to support them through Play to Give. That, and thank you for your support. 
Thousands of us at EA and millions of you together doing immeasurable good because we love games. Thanks for being with us and thanks for the incredible privilege of making games for all of you. Now without further ado, let's take a look at Anthem. Okay, main event. The gods vanished and left our world in chaos, creating, altering, destroying. The anthem is all that remains. Oh, it's an actual thing. There's a storm coming. These walls can't protect us forever. Cool. They look more like Iron Man suits than I remember. Which I'm way into. It wants to destroy us all. Ugh, don't use music, you cunts. Robot suits have a good look about them. Oh god, I hope there's no like fake talking to someone else on the other end of a microphone shit. cool every time I see it. So I know all of you, like me, have had tons of questions about Anthem since last year because uh -huh. we're all Bioware fans. So we're going to do something a little bit different for the rest of the show and we're going to take a deep dive into Anthem. So I'm going to bring out some members of the Bioware team to chat with us. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome to Casey Hudson, Mark Dara, and Kathleen Rutzard. Uh, I'm... I'm not sure how I feel about this. It's four people sat in chairs talking. Then All right, thanks guys. Thanks for coming out today. Yeah, it's kind of a game to show, right? Yep. It's going to be very exciting. So Casey, we're going to go ahead and just jump right in and get started with you. So now we know that you all started, or Casey, you started your career at Bioware way back in the day, but you yep. took a couple years off. But before you came back, you actually worked on Anthem before you left. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, you know, first of all, it's amazing to be back. It's awesome to be making games for Bioware fans. You know, we have the best fans. Uh, so it's been super satisfying to come back to it. And, you know, I just want to be able to continue the legacy of the studio. And that's kind of where it started with Anthem, is just thinking about, you know, what is the evolution of a Bioware game? And we wanted to create a brand new world for people to discover, you know, a whole new world of story and character. 
but we also wanted to do something that was you know, more of a dynamic and living world, a game that would change every time you came back and played it. We also wanted to do something where you know, if you wanted to invite your friends into it, then you could do that as well. So that was really the initial vision of the game, Same not an right MMO, things. not a multiplayer game with stories sort of bolted on this side, but something new and different, and I think the team has really captured that vision over the years. Your fans really love the stories from BioWare, but I think we're kind of curious how you're planning to make story work in this shared world. So a great story for BioWare is really about characters that you can have a connection with, um, choices you get to make, and feeling like the story's about you. In a lot of multiplayer games, those things get diluted because you're mixing multiplayer and storytelling into the same areas. Now you can oh, build the a character on screen there looks that, like a, you have to really a character that somebody would think would be an interesting character and damage. not an interesting character. So we call <laughs> our world my story. So when you're out in the open world, the world is really dangerous and you're focused on your mission. And this is where other players get to play with you. The thing that's really interesting about this it's unique for, uh, for Anthem is that this is a living shared world. So whether there's weather, game engine or, looks beautiful. Uh, it's nighttime, what we're experiencing, we're experiencing together. Everyone that's playing Anthem at a, at a, at a moment. Flying around this in an Iron Man suit. And this is sound too shabby to me. World. It's, a, it's a shared Got world that we all experience Ugh. together. But then when I finish my mission, I come back to a base like Fort Tarsus. And this is a single player experience. I turn in my, my uh, rewards, I talk to some characters, I experience the choices of my action. And this is where your story really lives and breathes. That's interesting. And by doing it this way, we are, we're able to combine that impact and agency of a single player story with the fun of teaming up with your friends to play co-op in combat. And we're also designing it so that we can add story for years to come. So one of the first things that we hear when, um, from our community is they want to continue to play in our worlds when they've finished Mass Effect or Dragon Age. Players want more story. And so we've designed Anthem in a way that we can actually add more story for years to come. And it could be anything. A new moment with a character that you've grown to love or uh, an event in the world that deepens the lore. I'm not going to come back to a game weeks later for, an entirely a, for a moment, though, am I? Well, I'm certainly not going to complain about more story. I don't think anybody out there is going to either. So, Kathleen, I wanted to ask you, uh, from a writing perspective, since you are the lead writer, can you speak to what it's like to create a new world like Anthem from the beginning? Well, what's really exciting for us, um, and not just the writers, but all of the, the devs, the designers, the artists, is that we're creating something new and mysterious for players to <sighs> discover. Oh, so, at the heart of the premise of Anthem uh, is a world left unfinished by the gods. But the gods left behind their massive tools, and those tools are in <laughs> constant conflict with this massive unknowable tool. force called the Anthem of Creation. And the chaos of those things pushing against each other um, means really that the world is constantly being cool reshaped in new and unpredictable world. ways. Yeah, violent storms, mutated creatures, gigantic monsters. It's a dangerous environment that you need to wear a suit of powered armor, a javelin, to, uh, to be safe in. Now, something I think a lot of players out there maybe don't stop to think about is just how much work goes into creating a new intellectual property or IP, as we've been saying. Now, you know, we've seen all these different creatures, and Mark, you mentioned the storms. What's the process of creating a game like from scratch? Yeah, it's something we've done a few times at BioWare. Um, 
I kind of well, hope I mean, really the, the um, part is getting started, just kind of getting off story the of the page. game isn't uh, to save so the world. I kind of hope it the new is more to of a personal story so, just like, set in this new world. Because that's the, from what you've played before. kind of the cookie-cutter so, thing to do with any start, game. is Oh, make it about, about those things, save the um, entire you know, planet. I hope Anthem has like a very personal story. You actually get to and then build you don't actually influence the world that much. That's what I hope. It seems like a really cool world. Then in sequels you can have... We still need to build all the rest of the stuff. Then you can start influencing the world, you know. Is to think about like principles anyway, that's what I art style, tone, and even the technology and the politics of, of our new world. And then from there we can actually go and build out every oh, last Yeah, and oh. one of the uh, unique challenges for Anthem nut. is that it's a world, an experience that's meant to feel alive, like it's happening uh, right now. And so the world is always changing, um, weather, the uh, storms, uh, seasons, and um, yeah, it's a really great concept to write for because what it means is it gives us the opportunity to drop into the world almost in real time a dramatic event that changes the world for everyone, and that could be anything from gameplay to lore. I mean, the, all of the moving parts in the dynamic world sound really cool the way that they sound like they're going to come together. But even though there's obviously a lot going on, it really all comes back to your character. So let's talk about who we're going to be playing as and why we're fighting these crazy bees. So you are a freelancer, uniquely skilled to pilot these, exo, these Javelin exo suits. Mm -hmm. And uh, you need those suits to survive and fight in this world because the world will kill you. Um, but on top of that, uh, our ancient rivals, the Dominion, have uh, They've discovered a way, they think, to weaponize the anthem of creation, and so um, we need to stop them and protect the free people of Tarsus. Now, I've heard you call this power armor a couple different things. Is it a, is it a suit? Is it a javelin? Like, what's the, what's the canon term here? We call them javelins, and there are four. And like uh, the they each have uh, oh, there's only four. abilities. There's the ranger. Oh, it's more like a class. And then there's <laughs> the colossus, the interceptor, and finally, the storm. Yeah, so uh, each javelin gives you a different way to play the game. Uh, but the thing to remember is, like Kathleen said, you're not your suit. You are a freelancer, a pilot, which means you can decide which suit you want to use based on your mood, okay, based on the mission smart. you want to engage with, or the, or the javelins it's that you're It's not like a Borderlands where you pick your class um, so at the start of the game. Really what this allows us to do is, we built the suits to look like they're built from the materials of the world. Uh, so they each have their own unique abilities. So let's take a look at uh, the Ranger now. The Ranger is a more generalized suit, uh, able to uh, to do a lot of different oh, things. Oh, I really uh, like the look of this gameplay. For up -close and personal Numbers exploding off one things one is one always one fucking min. The Colossus is you targeted 10 things at once like a fucking EDF game. Really pack in big weapons that let them devastate the battlefield. <sighs> this looks great, fuck. I'm just going to say, the storm looks like it's going to be my favorite. I'm sure you guys out there are picking your faves right now, too. Shit. Um, that gameplay looks awesome, really fun. But we're going to take a couple questions right now. So I'm so easily pleased. Seen, asking for uh, people out there to send us your questions. And the first one is going to be from at It's Sweet Nicole, who asks, as a player oh, this is all about making their character their own, right what here. kind of customization options will be available in Anthem? 
Yeah, so we really want players to express themselves, both through customizing the way their, their uh, javelin plays, through oh. gear, and... All these customizations uh, look horrible. also being well, able to personalize the way that it enough. looks, uh, both through paint jobs as well as changing the actual uh, oh, geometry. an N7 one, there's a Mass Effect color. to be able to do this as well. And because Everyone noticed that, I'm sure, but I noticed it as well. Time, Don't forget really about me noticing things. I'm glad you brought that up, because actually, Jay Legato has a question connected to customization. Monetization. How, when, loot box, cosmetics? Yeah, so we are going to have uh, some cosmetics and vanity items that you'll be able to purchase, but you're always going to know what you're going to buy before you uh, spend any money on it. So no loot boxes, no ability to pay for power. So that means... <laughs> that shouldn't get an applause. money on gameplay advantage at all. Oh, God. But even more important than that, we want to make sure that Anthem is an immersive experience that feels like it's complete from the get-go. So that means a main story, a big open world, and an ongoing service that provides new content for a long period of time. New story, new, new, uh, new experiences for everyone. So no DLC? Well, I'm glad to hear that I can make my javelin pink. That's really all I wanted to know, I'm going to be honest. All right, Casey. We talked earlier about this being a co-op experience. So can you tell me a little bit about how the team gameplay in Anthem is going to work? Yeah, it, it really is about you know the fun of teaming up as as a team of superheroes and working together. So um, you want to get a few people together of different classes. So you know I think here we're going to see the the Colossus, you know, just hammering people on the ground in gameplay. If we can have a look at that. So heavy artillery, being really strong, you know, in melee combat. And then here you've got the Ranger shooting down from above. And then they're using com you know combos and special abilities and stuff like that. But what I love is you don't just run around, you're swimming and flying as well. So it's interesting because at the Sleep Challenge, <sighs> I really like the way this looks. Balance multiplayer with I sound upset, and I so don't know really why I sound upset. around trying to combine the, uh, the impact of having your own personal story at this point, like playing with other players. games that but I'm going really to buy sure are a bit like, uh, that playing I need that money for like food. <laughs> so for people that want to just experience the story, we're, you're going to be able to do that. Now, going out into an open world like this uh, by yourself is going to be a little it's bit more just challenging. Look, so far, than, it just looks uh, like a bunch of cutscenes in the main scene. And we've really tried to balance the co-op experience to be fun, even for people that don't normally engage in this kind of thing. So I really hope, I hope it's more Mass effect where you have around. a bit more freedom. Okay, let's get to know. Just you walk around talking to people. Can, but it's just going to be a little bit more That's difficult. That's what I hope. Yeah. Um, well, I know you all are on the edges of your seats. How about we show a little gameplay? Yeah. All right. So, um, Kathleen, I think you're going to set this up for us. I will. So, um, the you, you and your friends have decided to play a mission called Scars and Villainy. The Scars have put together an acid-based super weapon. Oh, this is going to be the fucking banter. So you start in oh, the sky, which is like a giant just found a railgun. Oh, a railgun. That's cool. Does it you have, have plus ten to critical hit? No, I had a found one of those yesterday, but it didn't Oh, I found some grenades and blah, 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 blah. What about you, John? Could use some help on there. No, 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 no. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mark, Casey, Kathleen, for talking to me about this. Woo, I got him. Yeah, you sure did. Did it drop any cool loot? Oh, just a thing that I already had. Do you want the spare? I hope it's not that. Oh shit. This is a big old robot camel. Freelancer, time to get to work. Faye said these bastards made some kind of acid, they're using it as a weapon. So, 
Find where they're making this garbage and shut it all down. Reminds me of how I felt watching No Man's Sky for the first time, where I was like, This can't possibly exist, this looks too cool! Owen? This looks really What's cool. the plan here? Oh no. Up loads of scars nearby. Take a look around the area, but uh, be careful. Right. Checking out the scar camp some more. Look at all the weapons! Oh, and the, and the turrets! Better move quickly. Is that in the game or is that supposed to be the replicating voice chat? Oh, jeez, that's a big fucker. Uh, I think it's yeah. This is in-game. See those radiant pieces of energy? They're NPC echoes from the chat. Of creation. Okay. Loads of scars nearby. Be careful. The gameplay just looks so like snappy and punchy and just, boom. Everything looks very satisfying. I don't know. This looks really cool. I'm not seeing anything in terms of like challenge yet. Not necessarily a bad thing. Ah! Combo attack looks cool. Return them to the relic. You've got to silence it fast. It's gone silent. Disaster averted. Do you think we get a bonus for? Wait, something's happening. What the hell was that? I think that was whatever laid all the eggs around here. The sound came from below your position. On the plus side, this definitely counts toward hazard pay. There's a trail of this acid gunk <sighs> leading down. Really Follow it. We should find the source. I want to play this. Everything looks so tactile, even like the numbers popping off things when you shoot them. So satisfying. Uh, how cool was that? I'm 
so hyped, you guys. Yep, and that was, uh, that was actually just a short version of the full demo that we brought here to LA. So if you want to come by the Anthem Theater here at uh, EA Play, you can check out the game live. Oh, I'm glad so there'll be people getting question. to play it. On everyone's minds, Give when do we get to play? So Anthem comes out February 22nd, 2019 on uh, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. So okay. mark your calendars, everybody. Fire off your tweets. Thank you so much again to Casey and the entire Firework team. I know you guys have that awesome theater outside, so I will see you guys there. All right. Give it there. up for Casey. Yeah, I'm everybody. glad it'll be there because there'll be plenty of journalists playing it and telling us if it actually plays well. But I, I really like the look of that. Thank you to all of the developers who showcased their games today and everybody working hard at their studios back home around the world. Let's give them all a round of applause. Will there be a big surprise at the end? Or? Now, some of what you saw today, you guys have to wait to play. But you guys, EA has so much available right now. Now, for those of you keeping score, you can get your free trial of FIFA 18's World Cup today. And Andrew told us about the free trial of Origin Access. Yarny is back with a buddy in Unravel 2, which is also available today. Plus, you can take on your friends in Command & Conquer Rivals starting today as well. Now, that's a lot of, a lot of available stuff that's out today. Is anybody ready to go home and download anything? No? You're like, I just want to go outside into the fan fest. I get it, I get it. So, uh, I want to let you guys know to keep your streams going because in just a few moments, I'm the FIFA 18 World She's a good host, but is going to begin. in, in a so way that is very games, standard. She's not got anything like extra about her that you couldn't get just out of any regular host person. It's just the end. That's the ending um, montage. So that's it from EA. Um, I don't think anything they showed necessarily looked bad. Unravel 2 looked a bit uninspired, but that's out today, so that was their cool moment. Uh, that's the sort of headline grabber, I think. Anthem coming out in February is a bummer, but it looked fucking great. I don't care what anyone says. It's, it looked equal parts Earth Defense Force and Borderlands. So um, I'm pretty pumped about that. And obviously fucking Iron Man. Hi guys, my name is True Boy. Welcome back. Sorry, to True Boy, now. but not today. Alright guys, so that was it. Um, that was me reacting to EA's press conference for E3 2018. I'm going to try and get this up pretty quick. It's 20 past 8 now on Saturday um, I thought it was a good press conference they kind of made me bothered about Battlefield again but I wish they'd show more I'm, I was surprised there wasn't any like uh, multiplayer gameplay they just said the word Battle Royale and didn't actually do anything they could have easily have whipped together some kind of trailer right I guess they said there'd be like more about the story at Microsoft's thing tomorrow, but no one really cares about the story, I feel. And them adding a Battle Royale mode certainly would tell you they don't care as much about story. How can you divert all your resources to that while also getting a mint story in there? I'm not sure that you can. But, I mean, I'm more excited about it than I was. Just seeing that tank plow through those buildings like they were made of Lego. I just never get tired of that. That's the shit I love about Battlefield. 
that no other game's really doing right now. And Battlefield's been doing for years. No one's really took them up on it. So, I guess, yeah, you heard my thoughts as it was ongoing, but those are my thoughts coming out of it. Anthem, sign me up. Wish it was a lot sooner of release. Battlefield, more interested than ever. FIFA? Fucking FIFA has the World Cup and the Champions League. FIFA, why would you ever play any other football game but FIFA? Um, Unravel 2, out today. That's fine. There was a depressed woman on a boat. That was alright, I guess. Overall, I think EA, very solid. Solid press conference. And a good start, because you don't want crazy shit like Sony's from a few years ago. Like, if that was the first one, you'd be... There's nowhere to go from there. Whereas this, nothing bad. Just solid from start to finish. Plenty of room for us to go upwards. Plenty of room for crazy announcements, crazy shit to happen at a press conference still to come. But if that's the floor, if that's the worst we get, then that's going to be a pretty fucking good E3, right? So, alright guys. That'll do me. Hopefully this wasn't too bad. Get at me on Twitter. At GameBanter. G-A-M-E-B-A-N-T-E-R. Let me know. If you thought this was fucking boring, you'll never listen to another one. Fine. Or if you're like, you know what, actually? That was cool. Please keep doing them. Just go on there. Let me know. My name's Gareth. Hopefully I mentioned that at the start. I completely forgot if I did or didn't. Uh, This has been the Game Central Podcast. There are 130-odd episodes on uh, gamebanter.co.uk if this is the first one of us you're ever listening to which I don't know why it would be go listen to some of those 130 episodes if you've got a commute we've got you covered for months and months and months don't start with episode 1 though it's fucking awful start like episode 3 or 4 I reckon (laughs) alright I really am going to stop talking now bye bye E3 see you tomorrow